Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. Bond bloodbath continues, stocks stay positive, and China Eastern's crash. Leading today's news. A bond sell-off is deepening after yesterday's comments from Jerome Powell, who said the Fed is prepared to act even more aggressively to tackle inflation. The yield on the 10-year Treasury has soared 20 basis points to 2.32% since the remarks, leading to the worst month for the asset class since 2016. The two-year Treasury yield, meanwhile, broke above 2%, jumping almost 24 basis points over the past 24 hours to reach 2.19% as the yield curve hurdles towards an inversion or one of the best indicators of a coming recession. Stocks are hanging in there despite the latest comments, closing in positive territory yesterday, while futures linked to the major averages are up another 0.4% this morning. Jerome Powell said during a speech at the National Association for Business Economics that if we determine that we need to tighten beyond common measures of neutral, i.e. an interest rate that neither hinders nor fuels economic growth, and into a more restrictive stance, we will do that. Powell added that the central bank is even prepared to raise interest rates by 50 basis points at the next policy meeting. Consumer prices took a turn for the worse in February as CPI growth rose by nearly 8 percent, representing the largest 12-month increase since January 1982. Powell said at the conference that, in his view, an important part of the explanation is that forecasters widely underestimated the severity and persistence of supply-side frictions, which, when combined with strong demand, especially for durable goods, produced surprisingly high inflation. Powell said he's somewhat optimistic that central bankers will be able to engineer a so-called soft landing in which the rate is raised high enough to keep the economy from overheating, but not so much that it triggers a recession. While some have said that history stacks the odds against achieving this, there are three episodes that happened in 65, 84, and 1994 where the Fed significantly raised rates without a downturn. Powell said, I hasten to add that no one expects that bringing about a soft landing will be straightforward in the current context. Very little is straightforward in the current context. Ukrainian President Zelensky is prepared to discuss a commitment from Ukraine not to seek NATO membership in exchange for a ceasefire, the withdrawal of Russian troops, and a guarantee of Ukraine's security. He also repeated his calls for direct talks with Vladimir Putin. President Biden said at a business roundtable event that Putin's back is against the wall, and now he's talking about new false flags he's setting up, including asserting that we in America have biological as well as chemical weapons in Europe. Simply not true. They are also suggesting that Ukraine has biological and chemical weapons in Ukraine. That's a clear sign he's considering using both of those. Biden also warned of cyber attacks by Moscow, saying they are a part of Russia's playbook. The Wall Street Journal reported that support for an EU ban on the purchase of Russian oil is growing inside the bloc, though an embargo is far from locked in yet and a quick decision is not likely. The world's largest agricultural companies like Archer, Daniels Midland, and Bayer are continuing to sell seeds and handle crops in Russia, saying humanitarian concerns about food security trump any other considerations. Other companies like oil majors and fast food chains have recently pulled out or paused their operations there. Locating parts of the aircraft wreckage, investigators are working to recover the so-called black boxes of China Eastern Flight MU5735, 
which crashed yesterday in a mountainous area in China with 132 people on board. The aircraft was a Boeing 737-800 Next Generation, often called the 737-NG, which preceded the 737 MAX involved in the two high-profile crashes in 2018 and 19 that led to the global grounding of the entire MAX fleet. According to aviation consultancy Sirium, the 737-NG is known as one of the safest jetliners in the world, with 11 fatal accidents out of more than 7,000 planes delivered since 1997. A reported video of the crash posted by Chinese media outlet The Paper shows an aircraft that was intact on its way down, but too far away to display markings that would identify it as a China Eastern plane. However, radar tracking shows the aircraft descending steeply on an almost vertical trajectory, which would match the video with the plane disappearing from the flight tracker at 2.22 p.m. local time. Following a 45-second plunge from the skies, the plane actually went up from 7,420 feet up to 8,600 feet in about 10 seconds, but resumed its dive immediately thereafter. The entire incident lasted a minute and 35 seconds, with the plane dropping over 500 feet per second. The crash is China's first commercial plane disaster in over a decade, and a standout for a country that has a strong record when it comes to aviation safety. As a result, Cowan analysts feel it seems less likely, although not impossible, that the cause would be a manufacturing or design issue. The plane was seven years old and has been in commercial service since 2015, meaning maintenance problems, pilot error, or sabotage would likely be the cause of the crash. Morgan Stanley says grounding risk to earnings is not significant. The 737-NG crash comes as Boeing seeks to restart 737 MAX deliveries into China following a three-year halt. J.P. Morgan analyst Seth Seifman said, a significant delay would likely affect 2022 deliveries and cash flow, as well as production plans, with implications for suppliers like Spirit Aerosystems. Spirit assembles nearly 70% of 737 MAX frames, and shares of the first-tier aerostructure manufacturer slipped 3.5% on Monday. Boeing fell by the same amount. Nike jumped after reporting Q3 results ahead of the consensus marks of analysts. A drop in revenue in Greater China, down 5%, was more than offset by gains in Asia-Pacific and Latin America, up 11%, North America, up 9%, and Europe, Middle East, and Africa, up 7%. Footwear sales were up 2% to just over $6.5 billion, while apparel sales rose 9% to nearly $3 billion. Nike Direct sales rose 15% during the quarter to $4.6 billion and were up 17% on a currency-neutral basis. Net income fell 4% year-over-year to $1.4 billion. Nike ended the quarter with inventory up 15% year-over-year to $7.7 billion, driven by elevated in-transit inventories due to extended lead times from ongoing supply chain disruptions, partially offset by strong consumer demand during the quarter. Shares of Nike rose 5.5% in after-hours trading on Monday. As of 6.20 a.m. today, Asian and European markets are up. U.S. futures are up as well. Crude is down 0.6%. Gold is down 0.1%. Bitcoin is up 3.7%, and the 10-year Treasury yield is up three basis points to 2.35%. Look for Fed's Williams speech at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.